everyone, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined, as always, by two guys you'd hate to hate, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Liqui. Hi, boys. Hi. What up? This week, we're indulging our angry sides and discussing what I think is a very human phenomenon, hate watching. You know those shows and movies that you watch knowing they'll drive you crazy? Why do we do it? What do we gain? In this deeply thought-provoking discussion, we seek to investigate the depths of this complex human behavior. Just kidding, it'll probably mostly be dumb jokes, but we are talking about it. Now, as always, a spoiler is in full effect. Otherwise, you might find out that I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> wow. So, boys. A true classic. Uh, a true classic, a part of our heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, what does hate watching mean to you? Uh, Sean, do you want to go first? Yeah. You know, so I don't I don't do this a ton with movies actually. Like if I know that it's not if I see the trailer and I'm not into it, I'm like I'm not wasting an hour and a half of my time. If it's a season of television, I'll waste 12 hours of my time, no problem. <laughs> um so yeah, basically my intention with hate watching is uh with the intention of ripping it apart usually on this podcast. Or just, like, to other people. Um, because, like... But, yeah, with a television show, I will go... I'll go for a while. I've stuck yeah. it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I I have kind of a couple versions of, of hate-watching. And I, I think the first one is... Um, uh, like... I watch something that I, I think legitimately enjoy, even though I recognize it's not good, and the world hates. Like, you know, like, oh, I like that movie quite a bit. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? What is it? Or, like, sometimes if something is so bad, I have to see it. Like, I have to know what is going on. To you know, The Room is a good example of that, because people were talking about it, and I was like, what is this thing? I'm so excited to watch it. And then when I got to rewatch it with you guys, it was like super fun because, you know, oh, you're going to watch the worst thing on the planet. So it's going to be great. But um, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sonny? I think I'm in the same boat. Like for me, I, I don't know. I think I do less of it than I used to because I maybe value my own time more as part yeah. of it. Um, because there were times when I would watch things like just because – I thought they might make me angry, like, just to see sort of what it was, and it wasn't necessarily productive or healthy, but then there are still those things, and I think you're right, Sean, for me, it's also often more TV, um, that just, you know it's going to be so fun to witness a train wreck, and that's fun. You know, it's interesting, I have no patience for TV, I'll stick out a movie, Mm -hmm. but I have, uh, I watched a movie a few weeks ago, it was called The Titan. And it was really bad. It had some good parts in it. The idea was kind of cool. But I was like, you know, a half hour in. And I was like, I'll stick it out. And then I cannot remember what show it was on Crave. But I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And I watched it for five minutes. And I was like, I'm never watching the rest of this again. <laughs> like, I barely gave it a chance. Like, I, just I like... feel like it's because in this culture of social media, if you watch it, then at least then you can go online and find everyone else that's watched it. And they're all making jokes, and now you get the jokes. Yeah. And you're kind of all in on the same thing. Yeah. But with movies, it's not really, that's not really necessarily the thing. Yeah, unless it's like something that's broken really big. Unless it's like cats, and then everyone's <laughs> right. on the same page. Right. Uh, I still haven't seen it. <gasps> Jared, this would have been the perfect week. I don't know how yes. you haven't, like, I, it's, it's, when you saw it's the so- internet explode, I feel like you'd be like, I have to. Mm-hmm. It's so off my radar. I think Google just didn't even give it to me. Like, like I don't think I saw any ads for it. I think they were like, he doesn't want to see it. They Google AI was just like, don't give it to him. He doesn't don't want it. Don't show him. Like, don't show no. Jennifer Hudson with snot flowing down her face. No. Jeremy's not Touch into it. Touch me. Um, but <laughs> I, will, I will say, though, that after we talked about it on the show, there was a very intense three-hour period where I read a lot about cats, what it was, <laughs> watch clips, read some different things, just to try and put it together. And, like, what is that show? Like, what? I know you guys don't know. See, in that three-hour period, you could have just watched the the, 
cinematic phenom of the year of last year. But I was thinking, honestly, you might have gotten more out of those three hours doing that kind of research rather than watching the film because it has no answers for you. I think I did. I think I did. But anyway, we digress. So, okay, (laughs) is this something – well, Sean sort of already answered this question, but is this something you guys do often? And, like, do you enjoy it? Is it painful? How does it make you feel? (laughs) Uh. I, well, I definitely watch things I enjoy, I think is the answer to that question. So you hate I watch fun things? Uh, man, I don't know. I don't think I really, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't watch things to get mad. Mm. Like, yeah. That's definitely not a, and a thing I've, I have watched things that have made me mad. And I think that that's usually pretty powerful storytelling. Um, but I'll turn, I'll turn something off. I have no problem just being like. You know, um, we'll talk about it in a bit, but there are things that I can't turn off, and that is really rough. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I uh, put things on to hate them, specifically. Yeah, usually if I know I'm not going to like it, I it's just, I just don't even try. I don't even put the movie on. But there are a few exceptions, such as Batman and Robin, where it is... A very terrible film. It's very stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the puns are outrageous. Uh, and nobody really seems to know what kind of film they're in. But that is one that I can rewatch over and over, even while I'm rolling my eyes to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Oh. Azuma Thurman's uh, just like, this is a one-woman show. <laughs> uh, I No, I, yeah, I, I can watch that, like... With no problems. I think like that it's, its intention was lost, kind of. Oh, like, yeah. it's inherently sort of campier and queerer than I think that they wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I find sort of, uh, you know, that I find things to enjoy about it. And I, I think also in that case, it's sort of a, they thought that that's what a comic book movie had to be, right? Like, it's, oh, it's these really dramatic, big, sweeping things and uh, it did not translate in any way at all there. No. <laughs> uh, that still has my favorite shot of Batman's butt when he's suiting up. It's the best. Yeah, it's, it's got really a butt. Good. It's got Batman's credit card. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all there. It's got an, hockey, an evil hockey team. <laughs> That's right. There's <laughs> a, a lot in there. <laughs> Um, what, okay, so what are some of your go-to hate watches? Or if you don't have any, what did you watch this week? Uh, I I can go first. Uh, I, I want to, well, I want to talk about two movies that I think I should dis, I think I should hate myself for liking them. Well, maybe one of the two. Uh, the first one is Pluto Nash, which every time I watch it, it just like I don't know why anyone would dislike it. I really don't. <laughs> and it's getting it's getting pretty childish. Like, you know, like it's 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 not holding up at all. Um, but it's still so fun and I think uh nostalgia tips in quite a bit. But the one I want to talk about that I feel a deep shame for is my love of Battlefield Earth, which oh, is written yeah. by Elron Hubbard and starring John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker and like I like I just know it's bad. <laughs> like I can watch it. But there's something in L. Ron Hubbard's like imagination where he like makes something normal sci fi by like putting a word in front of it. Like he takes a plane and then puts jet in front of it and now it's a jet plane and it's a new fancy <laughs> thing. Or like a, a desk that is owned by an alien, so it's an alien desk. Like, it just, it doesn't make any, and yet I watch it. He's not particularly good at sci-fi writing, which is very, not. you know, the gag of the year is that he uh, made a cult that loves his writing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I watched that at Talkies, and it was incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. They do this thing... What I what really stuck out is that no shot is just straight on. Every single one is a like you you focus up and then you just tilt the camera. So yep, 100%, like every 100% single shot is that. Yeah. 
No, they and they did some really weird stuff because the like aliens are supposed to be so much bigger than the humans. Yeah. And like in some of the shots they use doubles and you're like that's a, that Barry Pepper is a child. Like that is a that is a like a, a completely in focused 12-year-old. The proportions probably are just pro- different. <laughs> yeah, probably a girl, but that's not him. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> wild. So so strange, so very strange. Um, have you have you seen it, Sonia? No. Oh man, no, there's I have like, not. <laughs> there's a lot oh. of there's a lot of like alien dreads. There's, yeah. Uh, the color is like a grimy blue, basically mm-hmm. what my Zoom call looks like right now. <laughs> it's, there's yeah. yeah, it's tough. Anyway, those are my those are my hate watches. Sean? It's funny because those are just movies you feel guilty about liking. Like you, they don't actually make you feel any hate. Uh, well, I, I think Battlefield Earth kind of does. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, in a different way, but it's 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 definitely there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's made. It's written by L. Ron Hubbard. Well, right. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, sorry, Sean, go ahead. Um. So I was gonna bring up. Uh, a series that I sort of tricked myself for years into maybe thinking I liked or enjoyed, which was The Walking Dead. Oh, um, yeah. And it sort that's of, that, yep, that's right. It like it gave the illusion of like prestige television, and I was like, yeah, I, I got to keep watching. I just got to keep going, even though season after season they find a a place where they might be able to live. Um, then. Things start going weird. They lose a blonde girl. They search for the season to find her. The whole place goes to heck. The zombies invade and they have to leave. That's the entire season arc. Just basically four to five seasons in a row. They do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I think I'm going crazy. And then every Uh, once in a while, they give you a a new character like Michonne. And you're just like, okay, this is getting cool. And then it's it's just never it never reaches anything. Yeah, I oh think I don't think you're alone. I saw some rumblings on the internet of this. And I quit long before the the fateful um oh who's one of the main characters from like the very first episode met a really terrible end with a gross like his head got crushed. Ooh. And everyone was like, What? Like an eyeball like popped out. And it was just like a really terrible end for this like uh, fan favorite for so many seasons, and people were just really not into it. Yeah, uh, I mean that's. I think fair. I, I think I stopped watching it at season two. I just remember like it does make me mad, but that would be why I avoid it. Um, and I'm just looking it up. It has it's ten. There's ten seasons of it, but there's also two spinoff shows. Oh yeah, right? and I tried. I watched one episode of Fear the Walking Dead, and I didn't. Yeah. Enjoy. What's the other one, or is that just like the Talking Dead? Um, I'm trying to find out. I don't. I'm not sure. No, I think it's just Fear. Anyway, yeah, I forgot. I think I blocked it out of my mind because I really don't like it. <laughs> it's so bad. I know. And then yeah, like I think I finished watching when there was like a woman killed two children and who weren't zombies at the time and i was like what is happening maybe i'm done here i i and think I that's honestly i respect that i respect getting to a point where you're like i think that's enough now and, then and it's you just like on. you know what it's been 10 years why are there still zombies <laughs> yeah, yeah like I how has like, one side or the other not one out here you guys have just been butchering for like the better part of a decade mm-hmm. the, who's also, left uh, like that show has a real opportunity to like have an entire new cast every season or something, right? And they just don't do it. Like they just they just don't. And uh, I think one of the biggest travesties was looking for that little girl for a whole half a season or what it was. Like that was. And Jeremy, the, the next season, the there's worst. a different girl. They do the same thing, and <laughs> and it's just like you guys, oh, you gotta God. let her go. Every Jeez. every time you meet a blonde girl, she's gonna disappear and something tragic happens. Obviously, Ugh. I kind of like the idea of a podcast where you two just talk about plot points from The Walking Dead that annoy you. 
Just like, oh, you're going to follow the same thing? Oh, you are? Oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, that looks totally safe. It's not like there could be zombies out there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, just keep on walking out. Um, okay. Do you guys, do you guys ever watch things that you expect to hate, only to find out you were wrong? Uh, uh, this ties into something I I do want to bring up, but, uh, children's television (laughs) is a very interesting beast. Um, and my aside very quickly is that, uh, I really hate Paw Patrol. Mm. It's not good for anybody. And any parent listening out there whose kid wants to watch it, just watch Mighty Pups instead. Mighty Pups? Mighty Pups. It's an hour spinoff movie where uh, uh, an asteroid hits Adventure Bay, which is where the Mighty Pups live, Mm. or the, you know, the Paw Patrol, and they get these superpowers and stuff happens, as opposed to the exact same episode again and again and again with the exact same timing. Anyway, it's a... but uh, every once in a while, they make something that's genuinely good, and it just, like, hooks you in, because it's for kids, right? Like, it's, there's a lot of things to... Um, Wreck-It Ralph, I will say again, is probably one of Disney's best movies in the past ten years. It is really great. Uh, and I didn't see it coming. Mm? It took me, completely took me. Sean, what about you? I was you? just like, Ugh. Oh, sorry, Jerry. No, I was just like, anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I don't know if I have any that fits this exactly. Well, it was a leading question because of what I watched this week. Yeah, one of I was going to say, what do, you, what do you got to bring up? <laughs> which is a little movie called Passengers, which I mm-hmm. realized after the three of us were texting about it. Well, Jeremy was texting me about it a bit. but um, And I realized that I think you talked about it on the show once, Jer, and I just forgot. Maybe. Um, I think maybe a what you watching or something. Yeah, I so okay. This is a movie about how do I explain this? Um, a space colony that is like thirty years away from Earth, um, where everyone is in like a I don't know what you'd call that cryogenic sleep. They're hibernating, mm-hmm. um, and then randomly Chris Pratt, who's one of the uh, uh passengers on the ship, wakes up in error and is like alone and they're not getting to the planet that they're going to for like 120 years and then he makes the choice he he like is alone for a year is losing his mind and then this one fateful day he sees jennifer lawrence as she's another one of the passengers and he chooses to wake her up basically so that she'll be there with him and then you know like a whole bunch of other stuff happens but I, so, okay, the only thing I knew about this movie was that he wakes her up, and so I was angry about it from the beginning, because I thought that it was, like, like, non-consensual wake up. (laughs) Yes, that it was a romance tale, and that they got together in the end, which, spoiler alert, I think they do, I think she stays, anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sonia, before you go on, I felt the exact same way about it. Okay. I totally avoided it, for that exact same reason, and then... Eventually, I was like, let's just find yeah. out what happens. But I completely agree. It takes a big detour, or, like, kind of a detour, and he has this, like... So, okay, she finds out that he woke her up after they've fallen in love. She's really angry. She won't talk to him. And then more stuff happens. Um, and then Lawrence Fishburne, who works on the ship, he wakes up. Um, and it basically, they have to avert disaster, and so, for a while, the movie becomes, I would say, quite interesting while all of that is happening. And Chris Pratt gets this kind of moment of retribution where he pretty much sacrifices himself. Of course, he lives. Um, mm-hmm. All of this to say, sorry, that was a really long synopsis just for me to say, I don't know how I feel about this movie. And I think I maybe still hate it. But, but I you was might wrong. like it. About what I hated. Well, no, I wasn't. I was right about what I hated about it, but I was a bit wrong for a while in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) But I think at the end, can I spoil it? Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, hit hit the 30 seconds. Maybe a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, skip ahead. Um, At the end... It shows, okay, so she's a writer, and she's, like, writing about their experience, and then it shows all the people waking up in, like, 120 years, and it's just her voiceover, and she says, like, I don't know, blah, 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 we made a life together, but they never say one way or the other, 
whether it's, whether, oh, sorry, I didn't explain this well at all. She has the opportunity to go back into hibernation, and so it's unclear whether she does or not, in which case she would be leaving him behind but would still have a life, or she can stay with him, and they just have their two-person life on the ship. And that made me really mad at the end. <laughs> you wanted Didn't to make know you the, mad? La- the lady's choice. Uh, I, I completely thought that they'd stay together and just died. I think so. I think yeah, probably right. that's what like, happened. They had the, there was a house, right? Like, it was a, the whole thing. They, like, planted a bunch of plants, and, the, like, yeah. plants, like, took over the entryway of the ship. I don't yeah, yeah. know. Basically, you guys, movies, mm-hmm. but I'm still thinking about it. So, Sonya, there is a huge thing on the internet right now. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, the movie has, like, well, there's, like, a bunch of parts, but we're going to make it easy. There's the part where Chris Pat's alone, and he's just wandering around. Yeah. It all takes place chronologically. There's the point where he wakes her up, and they hang out and develop the relationship, and then the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a big push to take Jennifer Lawrence's um, part and put it at the start. And then you don't find out that Pratt woke her up until after. So that's all things is a flashback. Yeah, yeah. And then you develop, like, is this guy a villain or not? Because the problem with Passengers is he's the main character. Yeah, that is the problem. And it should be about her. Yeah, Because everything develops, but she's gone for the first, I feels like, third. It's probably ten minutes. No, it's pretty long. Him being on that ship and then being in love with her. and Actually, Robot Michael Sheen is the really good part of this movie. That's, oh, 100%. But um, uh, the thing that they could have done that I thought would have been really cool is, like, is this, like, a murder thriller? Mm. Like, is that what that character is? And they just, they don't bother. No. And that's the thing I hate about it. Like, if that, like, it's an editing choice, and it would have changed everything, right? So, Yeah, that's really interesting. Because, because he is the main character, and so you, like, have sympathy for him and his year that he spends alone, but then he does this horrific, because he basically murders her. Like, basically, he's taking her life away, is the whole thing. But there's... Uh, And, like, he's, like, capturing her. Yeah, like it's, like it's, it's so not... creepy and you He's don't like, just fall in love with someone when you watch else. them hibernate. Like, you mm-hmm. just can't. And, and Sean, there's like a 5-10 minute part where he obsesses over yeah. her before he does it. Yeah. And like, reads all of her stuff. And oh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's, cr- it's she ha- She has her, her diaries beside her or something well they have it's a real it's it's actually quite convenient for the sake of the film because they all filmed little like vlogs before they went on this space journey so he just like has access to her vlog or whatever and then he goes and like finds all her writing she was a journalist it's that is quite convenient yeah Mm -hmm. you're right that does sound like a way more interesting film if it opened with like with her waking up Mm -hmm. and him being like oh my gosh we both woke up at the same time it's crazy and then she finds out yeah, because mm-hmm. you know the whole time, and so you feel conflicted about it, but the movie doesn't You're seem like, very conflicted about it at all. Yeah, That's part of what made me mad, too, is I was like, he is the hero. You're presenting him to us as a hero, and I hate that. Yeah. But? And, like, yeah, really, he didn't do much. Like, you know, like, they just lived in their circumstance. That's all it was. And yeah. he should have woken but... up, like, five people to, like, you know, have a little community or it, something. There... He should have woken up the guy who's in charge of that. Well, like they should have had contingencies. He I couldn't, mean, he couldn't get into the to the bridge initially mm-hmm. until Lawrence Fishburne wakes up there. and gives him a special bracelet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So oh, you don't have the VIP bracelet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. That was a movie where I was like, okay, it's not as simple as I initially assumed, but. I maybe still kind of hate it. But then also, this is a good example, I think, of when a hate watch can be very interesting because it keeps you thinking, especially if it annoys mm-hmm. you, you know? It gets under your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely does. And there is, like, with all things, that uncanny valley of, like, uninteresting at the bottom and, like, hate being back up near, like, yeah, just right. on the like other side, Yeah, right, like it's kind of a continuum right? or, like, a horseshoe yeah. or whatever. Because yeah. it's you're definitely not uninterested if you hate it. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're, what is it? Like the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Yes. Oh, profound. Did you make that up? I'm yeah, like, I made that up. <laughs> okay. Well, so- we have. Sonia 2020. We have like a minute and a half till the break. So, okay. I'm going to ask you guys a yes or no question. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm, I'm going to say way more words than that. Have you ever had the experience 
where you start out hating something, then realize that your consumption of it becomes less and less ironic. Yes. And and what was it? Yeah, well, what's Okay, so for me, I feel like it's America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Where I did, I, I started it, and Tyra's obviously cuckoo bananas. <laughs> um, and it was, it became like a hate watch because it was very eye-rolly. Um, and especially now when you're looking back, you're just like these instincts to like, um, pretend to faint in front of your, like in front of the girls or like make them switch races for a photo shoot. Like these are crazy things to do, but you cannot stop watching this show. It's extremely watchable. You cannot. There was once where the, she took a child that made viral videos and made all the girls write a song and try to make a viral video with them. It was just like, <laughs> Tyra, you're literally crazy. One of my favorite things about ANTM, sorry, Jarrett, we're, we're going to actually pause Oops. and your answer will be after the half. And I'm going to leave okay, us on this fine. one quick thought about ANTM, which is one of my favorite things where she does a switcheroo, where she makes it seem like one of the girls is the one that's going home. And then it's actually the opposite. So she'll be like, I'm so sorry, you need to pack your bags. And then the other girl's like getting excited and she's like, because you're going to Hollywood with us. And then the other girl's just crushed. <laughs> she does she's it so mean. She's so she's mean. She's really mean. Um, okay, well, it is now time for us to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Grab your stress ball, take a few deep, deep breaths and go to your happy place. We'll be right back with more hate watches here on Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to be talking more hate watches in just a second. But first, um, you guys know what what time it is? Or it's uh, game it's time, late. people. Oh. For those who don't know, or if you're just <laughs> tuning in, the game is where I spend. Uh, it was like five minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. Uh, I tell them the title. I tell they tell me what they think it's about. They tell me what it's. Re- I tell them what it's really about. I can't talk today. Who tells um, who? And we all have a great time. Are you two ready to play the game? I yes. think so. This week's title is "Drunk Parents." That title again, "Drunk Parents." Drunk parents. I just had a strong impulse to say that this was a biopic about my parents, but I knew they would <gasps> oh my get God. so mad at me. Don't and let... it's also not entirely accurate. Um, don't let them hear this. <laughs> hopefully they don't listen anymore. Okay. <laughs> They're drunk too drunk. <laughs> they um, won't remember if they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Drunk Parents is a wacky comedy um, about um, parents who get really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, they, I don't know, they have some kind of misadventure, and, like, the babysitter's at home with the kids. I don't, it's... Like, like, adventures in babysitting? Like a first Yeah, like, parents. it's basically adventures in babysitting, but, like, the parents are the ones having nice. hijinks. Like yeah, a date okay. night situation? Yeah, yes. I was like, I think I'm just talking about date night, but... <laughs> I'm into it. But they didn't get drunk. No. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think that uh, it's a season of television and it's the conceit of like um, an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting uh, of the same, you know, 10 people that are there every time. But then the story actually follows their children throughout their lives and their connection is like that they're all their parents all attend the same meetings. So it's a little it's a bit of a dark comedy, but, you know, it's a little it's funny. It's heartbreaking. It's everything. It gets an yeah. Emmy. That yeah. sounds pretty good, actually. It gets an should... Emmy, did you say? It does. I love yeah, it. You, you should uh, you should consider uh, checking that out. Um, so I <laughs> For your this... consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked this um, because it was a fairly recent 2019 um, with a zero Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> zero? Uh, yeah, full That's on right. zero. That's right. Um, so I'm going to tell you who's in it, and then I'm going to read the entire plot synopsis off of Wikipedia. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it stars Salma Hayek and Alec Baldwin. Okay, uh, Frank and Nancy are facing a series of financial crises. 
Frank's once successful company is about to go bankrupt. Their house is in foreclosure, and they have just sent their daughter, Rachel, to an Ivy League college they can't possibly afford. Despite Despite they try to sell everything they own and rent to anyone with money, including, unbeknownst to them, a convicted sex offender, (laughs) all while drowning their sorrows in red wine. Oh, no. Wow. That sounds rough. Uh, it was you it know was, it's uh, gonna be funny when a convicted sex offender makes <laughs> pops in yay um it is a comedy film so they are trying to get some laughs out of that and uh it's uh it was released through direct tv cinema oh. wow <laughs> <laughs> luckily i'm uh, sure alec and salma were cheap you know it's i kind bet of they didn't have to pay them too much not a soul said Oh, like a 1%. No. 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 Uh, Anyway, uh, the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town, the Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center. You guys. Wow. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to save it for what you're watching, so you better give me some time. But I went to the theater. I went. And it was the best. This is what I like to hear. And I'm excited to hear. I'm really happy for you, Jer. Thank you, guys. Okay, um, let's let's get back. Should we get back into it? Okay. Do you think? Oh, um, just for so listeners know, this is not me skimming over Jeremy. He said it during the break he didn't have an uh, interesting answer to the question, and so I am hearing him <laughs> as my co-host, and I am moving on. I'm not skipping over him. I, w- I, I was kind of hoping for a more seamless sort yeah, of. Yeah, <laughs> so was I. But then I was like, what if they come for me? I we don't have know to tell would. the listeners that Jeremy had nothing. <laughs> Jeremy, guys, Jeremy didn't have anything funny to say, so we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry, I don't know why I needed to qualify that. We said no. Uh, do you think the worst kind of hatred comes when you enjoy something most of the way through, only to hate it by the end? Yes, I do. I do believe that. I I, I, I absolutely. I want like uh, I mentioned it in the first half, but that um, crappy science fiction movie Titan. The first half was incredible, and it just got like it was like I. They must have run out of paper. It's paper. like, oh crap! Oh, like this, this, this printer's only got like eighty pages left. Greg, we gotta wrap this thing up, and they just did whatever they did to get it done with. Whatever they could. Ugh. Greg, no, I completely agree with you, Sonia. I was thinking particularly of Game of Thrones when I wrote that question, just because and I, think I think a lot of people would have that. Yeah, I, would have I the agree. Same opinion, and I mean, we did. Like, if you go back and listen yeah. to our Game of Thrones episode, that's basically what we said. Um, also, Dexter did that to us. Scrubs did that to us. Gilmore Girls did that to us. I know these are all things of the same quality. Yeah, I feel though that like the difference between a Game of Thrones versus a because the other examples you just listed, they tried to stretch it. Like it was wrapped up, it was done, mm. and then they mm-hmm. pulled more, and like that's why it was. Whereas that's Game direction. of Thrones, they just like screwed it up. They beefed it. They they got past the books and then they beefed it. Yeah. And uh, I'm really and curious to see what happens when the books come out. Because now Jeremy, like, he you has a bar. simple sweet boy. <laughs> you you sweet don't think those child. books are coming out? <laughs> You've only they, known summer. <laughs> <laughs> they will come out. You, they will not be finished, but they will come out. Yeah, right. We're going to yeah. see like an animatronic like robot <laughs> with a beard and a little like <laughs> News cap, <boy> cap. pretending. <laughs> They'll Pretending develop that's an AI right. to determine what happens in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just put in all that data and find out what happens at the end. That yeah. would be very interesting, though, if he did actually like find a way to, to finish it. Mm-hmm. And that it was fully like, Danny kills everyone and is the Dragon Queen. Like, it could go really just like bizarre ways. Yeah, like if Bran is the king at the end. <laughs> Egg on our face. Egg on our face. (laughs) Thank you for getting that. (laughs) Wow. Nerd. (laughs) You're a nerd. (laughs) What were you going to say, Shawnee? I feel like you had something to say before. Oh, no. I'm just now I'm thinking of like, you know, like all of the bizarre ways that he could take it. Uh, That would just. But also, I, I wish that he would troll us and do that because the fans would lose their marbles. Uh. I, I was really hoping for, and I want this to be on record, it might already be, 
But I was really hoping for that big battle, like where they were all. Is what was what's the town called? The northern town. Winterfell. Winterfell? Thank you. Um, like they're all there, and then the big zombie army went to King's Landing instead. Like that would have been mind blowing. I would have oh, loved to see that. Oh, that would. Oh, right. That would have been amazing. And then they had to go north to get help. Like that's a show. And, and no, Cersei, the the original drunk parent, was just left in her <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> with with just her the people all of her peasants yeah that would have been awesome but no nope. that is awesome now i'm sad that wasn't the show yeah, um I'll... is okay another option i think for some of the worst kind of hatred and i'd like to know what you guys think is an adaptation or remake of something you like when that turns out terrible. i'm just gonna walk away I'm yeah just i was this right now. now to be clear this question is targeted at jeremy <laughs> Jeremy is any remake, period. I know, but I, and it, like a remake of something or adaptation of something you care about and then it's bad. Is there anything worse? Uh, first of all, no. I mean, it's, it's hot garbage. I think, I, I think the issue becomes when the intent of the thing is not, because I'm pretty hypocritical here, right? Like a new Dune movie is coming out and I'm very excited to see it. Oh, I'm watching like... the trailer. I'm going to watch the trailer event on Facebook. I saw oh. that. When is that? What's... It's like this Wednesday. Oh, man. I'm get Jeremy that. that sounds beats. amazing. Oh, my God. Um, I'll, okay. I'll get you on. <laughs> I, got, I got the inside man here. Um, I think it just is about the intention of what they're doing. Because, there, you know, there are things that I feel like are just a blatant ripoff. And it cheapens them. When really you could have had something very good, uh, you know. For me, Ghostbusters is in this sort of camp. Uh, what was the uh, what was the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels remake with Anne Hathaway and oh, oh yeah. Um, like I can't think we, of what it's called. Yeah, but they, like they are so talented and so funny, and they could have absolutely done something in that vein, or like like dirty rotten scoundrels too and brought the other guys back like they could have done so much more but no they just had to play it safe and change like mad lib the script and that was it mm-hmm. you this know is, like i just i don't know this is kind of what we were just talking about before the show because the the trailer for ratchet just dropped mm-hmm. um about the, an origin story of nurse ratchet by who else ryan murphy mm-hmm. and she is such an interesting character and like a true like bureaucratic villain and she just doesn't really need this and then the trailer is sarah paulson just being like overtly evil and just like boiling people and stabbing them and and you're just like this isn't nurse ratchet this is just ryan murphy wanting to do another period film uh, with like an evil woman Mm -hmm. and it's just it's not the nurse ratchet and I think it's just going to be dumb. I think you're so right, Sean. I think you're exactly right about those motivations. But yeah, and it's like, would I die to see Sarah Paulson do a like nuanced character study on how Nurse Ratchet became who she is? Yes, I would die for that. But this, where she's a, she's just like an overtly scary murderer. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, you could have just done that, but you didn't have to call it Ratchet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you could have just yeah. made her a scary psych nurse. Yeah, and I, I, I do think there's a lot of things that, you know, I like, I think, uh, what was, what's the Sandra Bullock Oceans movie called? Oceans... Oceans 8, I think? Yeah, like, that was really well done. It expanded the world, right? Like, we, we saw more things, you know, like, it worked. Whereas, some of these other things, they're just, like, taking, you know, the least important sort of superficial elements and then just throwing it at a thing mm-hmm. to try um, and, and not to money. drag on ryan murphy too much but one of my other things was scream queens yeah which he which he made which was uh not overtly a scream like ripoff but a little bit and i tried to convince myself for so long that it was like funny and stylish and like but it really was just so bad Mm. and just no the plot was crazy it didn't go anywhere and it didn't make any sense whoever who the murderer eventually turned out to be and then he did it like in another season 
And yeah, he just like he's really bad for he's really bad for hate watching in particular for me. Yeah. Where I start with guns a blazing and I really want to see it through and he just like he, he just it. drops the ball every time. Well, the thing that spurred this question for me, and I'm curious whether either of you have seen it, is the 2010 adaptation of The Last Airbender. Uh, That's a bad movie. One of the worst films possibly ever to be made. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan made it. And like, I don't know, have either, do either of you, have you watched the animated series? No. I've only watched a few episodes. It's so cute and so whimsical and like... Kind of the whole thing is about like I don't know it's it's there's a lot of complicated themes but one of them is like the importance of fun and and love and this movie is so devoid of any fun or humor or joy it's so wild he well he tries to cram basically like twenty three episodes into one movie and I'll, I'll spare our listeners my futile outrage of this movie that came out 10 years ago, but it just kept making me so angry. He, like, whitewashes some of the main characters, but then, like, anyway. Listeners, if anyone wants to talk about this, send, well, send a well, message to our Facebook We honestly page. could have, like, an M. Night episode. <laughs> we should, maybe. Because he does have extreme... He, everything he does is a huge statement of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. People feel a kind of way. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Jared? Well, I was just, like, as a man who is not familiar with the story, really, or, like, you know, any sense of pacing or anything, I, I remember watching it. I really wasn't interested in it, and, like, it was really... But um, there's this thing that happens when you go from book to movie where, like, time just doesn't map well. You know, like, it just doesn't, like... Uh, I, I, the details I can't remember, but it ends with a big fight in the, like, water area, and you're like, this is like a, like, this is an end of Act One. Yeah. That's clearly what this is. You know, like, we've got all these pieces, and it just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, I always wonder why, like, why are you trying to do this? (laughs) Well, because I think the original plan was for them to do four movies, because there are four seasons, and each one is, like, Earth, Wind, fire Mm -hmm. air that's not the order they go in but um and so i think and i think it just did so terrifically badly and was so widely panned that they were like okay no we're not making the rest of these but it just the whole the pacing is whack the tone is so off the performances i mean little baby dev patel plays prince zuko who's kind of the villain but he's like a you know complex villain and he's trying and you're like dev patel you're gonna be such a good actor someday but they didn't give you what you needed with this You're role. You're just not and there. You just don't have what you need. Um, okay. Any other yeah. important hateful thoughts people need to get out before we move uh, along? I do need to quickly touch on a gentleman by the name of Neil Breen. Okay. Um, Who's and, he? Uh, <laughs> Who died? And why are we dragging him so terrifically? Uh, Neil Breen is an American filmmaker. Um and uh, his his biggest well-known movie is called Fateful Findings. I think I've talked about it on the show once, maybe as a game or something. That sounds like uh, a mom's, like, favorite place to shop. There's, like, um, distressed, <laughs> like, antiques and stuff. <laughs> yes, Sean. Um, th- they're really bad, and he has to make them very cheaply, so he uses old equipment, and he just gets, like, friends to play parts. So sometimes, like, an actor will switch roles mid film and it takes him like years and years to get these things together uh everyone should just check it out and if you like the room you should watch neil breen uh that's that's where i'll leave it so we won't uh, hate it or we will maybe might i think most people will hate it i think a very like a third of people will watch it and like love how bad it is because I think I'm on him. The room. I'm on his side from what you've just described. Yeah, no, I think you. I'm cheering for him. Check up. Yeah, faithful findings. Great. V- yeah. All right, and with that, mm-hmm. um, we head into a little segment that we like to call "What You Watching." Okay, so, I'm taking over. So let's, Jared, let's, go let's for all it. <laughs> let's all just let's let's all just hold on for a moment here. Uh, okay. 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 You guys. I saw Tenet. So take us from you walked in the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, first and foremost, I will say uh, we got there 
um, as I would say on time, or as my dad would say very late, uh, 15 minutes before the show opened. Um, and uh, if you go to the IMAX right now, you have the option of sitting at the very back where there are no seats on some office chairs, uh, which is what we did. So you can stay away from one another. It was They're very accommodating. Everything was sanitary and safe, so that was actually really great. I was kind of concerned, and everything was just totally alleviated by that. Um, I will say, before I say what I'm going to, um, I think because of the IMAX, the music was so loud, I could mm. sometimes not hear what the people were saying. I don't know if it was because I've not been to a theater for so long, or because the opening of Tenet is such a banger, but for the first 20 minutes, my heart was literally pounding. Oh my um, god. Wow. As, as I watched this man uh, enter an opera house with 350 billion other armed men and this like shootout happens um okay tenet is very good it's probably one of the best time travel movies of all time um everything is done super well it is one of the most confusing things i've ever (laughs) even you don't say yeah um they it's so confusing that there's like integral parts of what's happening and they just don't even touch on it. They're just like, it's the thing. Just go get the thing. It's a box. Go get the box. And I think they just made it super easy to recognize and, like, prominent so that you just, like, glaze over at some of it. Because, uh, especially visually, what you're seeing, it is something else. It uh, Like, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about what would happen if that occurred. And I don't I don't know how it's going to I don't even I don't know. know what it's about. Um it, I it's feel like save, it's too hard. Uh it's about saving the world, Sonia. Oh, okay, so, great. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it's about um um and is it it's John David Washington is his name? Mm-hmm. Is the actor's name? And he's Denzel Washington's Sign son. Sign up Denzel. Yes. Um he is a strange actor. He's got a very weird walk and I'm not sure if it's something that they did in the movie or not. Um, but he knocked it out of the park. Uh, Robert Pattinson knocked it out of the park. They have a female lead. I cannot remember her name. She was great. Kenneth Branagh plays the villain. Uh, and, uh, at, even just visually, you guys, it is absolutely insane. And, uh, you should check it out at your earliest, safest convenience at the IMAX because, they made they they got it figured out over there. I would. Well, maybe I'll that. have to do that then. Yeah, and uh, a good I would say three quarters of it is in full IMAX, like mm. full on gigantic craziness. Oh my god! I that honestly am like maybe I should take earplugs if I go because your girl's sensitive to noise and I take I earplugs get and take your breakfast sandwich and go at nine in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there you Perfect. go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Shani, what you watching? Um, so this week I watched a documentary called Disclosure, mm. um, and it's on Netflix. It's a documentary on like trans visibility in the media, um, and it is so good. It gives this like sort of historical context on like gender nonconformity and trans characters throughout like film history, um, and then our sort of our treatment of them today. Uh, and it's very there's like very powerful, intelligent interviews. Um, there is a lot of crazy clips from television that I've never seen before that would literally shock you. Uh, like, an insane stories, like Candace Kane was telling the story how she is a trans actress and she got a job on dirt, Big Sexy Money or Big Dirty Money, some, like, weird, <laughs> like, ABC network, like, show. And she has all her friends over. They're watching the first episode. It's like a big party. She comes on screen. Everyone's like, yay. And then she says her first line and her voice is lowered two octaves <gasps> because they didn't think that her, for her character, they wanted her to like appear more trans and just like did that. Okay. And then the party was just like, ooh. So there's just like a lot of like strange things like that. Or like other actresses are just like, I've died on screen like 60 times. Like, everyone is, like, there's so little imagination of people's storylines if you're, like, a trans actress. Um, 
Anyway, it was very good, and I suggest y'all watch it. Uh, Sean, was it specifically about, like, movies and TV, or was it about everything? Um, it was specifically, like, yeah, movies okay. and television. Was Did they have Laura Jane Grace on, or no? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll check that out. No that music. But yeah, it was really great. That sounds great. Um, I sort of forgot that we did do this segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, oh, I know what I watched this week that I haven't talked about yet. Um, the finale of Canada's Drag Race aired this oh, yeah. week. Um, I won't say who won, just in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. Although, like, are you not going on Instagram? I don't know. Um, I was Some happy people don't follow won. all drag accounts. Exactly. Um, I was happy about who won, despite the honestly whack judging throughout this season. Um, this show and the way the judges talk to the contestants has like blown my mind consistently throughout the season. Um, the friends who I watch it with, every week we would just be sitting there like yelling at our screens because they would be saying the exact opposite of what we thought and honestly that was kind of an enjoyable way to to watch it it was kind of like hate watching every week because jeffrey boyer chapman who honestly i'm a little worried about his national reputation i don't know if you guys have heard things online but like people are really mad at him for his performance as a judge on canada's oh, drag race he, like, had to and some of the things he said like yeah and it's it's bad because i don't think the internet bullying is okay but also some of the stuff he said and some of the ways he behaved were really obnoxious and so i don't know but i do think this is an interesting national conversation (laughs) and i look forward to seeing what happens slash like whether the judging remains the same or like what will change um because it was just some wild stuff that happened (laughs) that's that's my interesting recap of canada's drag race um Uh but can, I did. I, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, can I ask you guys a drag race question? This yeah. This is now a bit of a sidebar. Sure. What's with this thing about people finding out while watching the show? Like, what is that? What? What, what, is, what do you mean? Like the contest the contestants don't find out who won. Oh yeah. Until they watch it. Because they record the final three, like all record themselves winning, and yeah. then they and then they only play the version at the it's, like. I think it's basically so that it, the winner can't get leaked. Yeah. I know, but still, just sequester them or something. Anyway, it is quite it's, wild. It's, it's it mind-blowing is. to me. It is. But, like, even not to tell them who won it, like, immediately after, it just, it blows my mind. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's all. Um, okay. That is all the time we have for this week. So I would like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Stay safe and have a great week. Bye! Bye! See you.